This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Let me tell you about Rough Greens. Uh, Pat and I have been feeding our dogs Rough Greens. Has it been almost a year, Pat? I think it's been well, a little it over been that. for me. Yeah, it's been over that. Is uh, it? Uh-huh. Uh, it is, I mean, it is remarkable how much my dog has changed. Uh, he is happy. He was out this morning with me. Uh, just, he's just running and running and running. Uh, you know, by, by about eight o'clock, he's like, I don't care if somebody comes to kill you. I'm sleeping. It's rough greens. It's really good for your dog. Roughgreens.com slash Beck. Get a free bag. All you do is pay for shipping just to make sure that your dog will eat it. It's just a quick little, like, one week trial bag. Roughgreens.com slash Beck. Roughgreens.com slash Beck. Or call 833-GLEN33. 833-GLEN33. Roughgreens.com. It is Monday, and we've got quite an amazing show for you today. Some things that even uh, even shock me today. Some things that are going on. You're like, wait, read that to me again? Uh, some amazing things, some very, very funny things. And, of course, uh, I think uh, fitting both of those categories is amazing and funny is the trip to Europe with Joe Biden. And we begin there in 60 seconds. Sorry, uh, just thinking about some of the things that Joe Biden said this weekend. One of the things I love about Patriot Mobile is they let you know right up front who they are. Let me give you an example. If you're with Verizon and you haven't heard me talk about it on this program, you might be unaware that they donate money, some of your hard-earned money, to Planned Parenthood. Oh, isn't that great? But when you're with Patriot Mobile, you know exactly what they stand for. They are the only Christian conservative phone company out there. Uh, Patriot Mobile. They were started by vets. So they are just as... They're just as American as apple pie, which I have an apple pie story that will rot your brain today. Anyway, uh, right now you can get free activation plus a free gift when you go to uh, patriotmobile.com slash Beck. They have the broadest nationwide coverage. They use the same cell towers as all the major carriers, so you get the great service. Plus, they have plans to fit any budget. Their 100% U.S.-based customer service team has the highest rating among all wireless carriers. And they're standing by to take your call right now. 
972-PATRIOT, 972-PATRIOT, or you can go online at patriotmobile.com slash Beck. Make sure you use that offer code Beck, uh, and you get a special gift with uh, sign-up free activation. It's patriotmobile.com slash Beck, 972-PATRIOT. Well, hello, Pat Gray, sitting in uh, this week for Mr. Stu Brigier, who hello. I don't, I mean, is is he having to do community service time? Is there something I don't know? He <laughs> seems to just be disappearing. Seems to be gone all the time, all the time doesn't he? Yeah, he does. He does. Mm-hmm. He does. Hey, how about that Joe Biden this weekend? Weren't you proud? Oh, Weren't man. you proud? Yeah, I've never been more proud, proud to be, be an American. An American. Or, yes. Yes. At least I know our president's senile. Uh, uh, now, what makes you say that? What well, I think you you're going to see here in just a minute. Uh, several of the things uh, that right. make me say Where that. Where would you like to start there, Pat? I mean, uh, that's a it's a big, big meal. I don't know if we could do is. it in one sitting. Uh, let's look at the uh, SOT sheet. And uh, what do you say we go to uh, cut four, please? I'm sorry. I'm going to get in trouble with staff. I don't do this the right way. Jennifer Jacob Bloomberg. She says that all the time. All the time. When you're having these conversations with European allies who are very concerned about these sanctions, how do you justify that? And what are your plans? 120 days. Give me a break. Uh, Need time. 120 days, man. But you're not having a joint press conference with Putin. Why not take the chance to stand side by side with him and say those things to him with the world watching? This is not a contest about... Who can do better in front of a press conference or try to embarrass each other? Eh, It's about making myself very clear what the conditions are to get a better relationship are with Russia. Okay, can you stop for a second? As he was talking about Russia, um, he kept saying that uh, they, you know, they have real deep uh, differences uh, on Syria and they're going to need to work together. Except he wasn't saying Syria uh, three times. He called uh, Syria uh, Libya. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, I know because I, as I'm watching, I'm like Libya. What I know? Is what's going the on deal Libya I... with Libya? <laughs> we haven't had a problem well, since Gaddafi died, have we? Yeah. Uh, hey, but I want you to know uh, the president has been kind enough, kind enough uh, to send in a, a new song, uh, and I just I, I thought we'd play it for you here. It's uh, it's beautiful. It's tender. It's lovely. Touching. More sniffing than touching. I spend a lot of time outside my mind. And when I speak, there's tons of words I cannot find. I sometimes think I'll pass out on the floor I'm Joe Tell me what am I here for Cause I'm bleeding from my eyes And I've got that creepy smile Being president is exhausting Let me nap a little while When it comes to what I'll say You can see I have no clue But the one thing you can bet is It's not true 
Here's something that he did say this weekend that I thought was really important because the this is planting a seed and he has said it now. This is the fourth time that I have heard him say this. He's planting a seed and it's really important that you understand it. This is well, I'll, let me play it and then I'll tell you what it's all about. I think we're in a uh, context, cut five, please. not with China per se, but a context with autocrats autocratic governments around the world as whether or not democracies can compete with them in the rapidly changing 21st century. And I think how we act and whether we pull together as democracies is going to uh, determine whether our grandkids look back 15 years from now and say, did they step up? Are democracies as relevant and as powerful as they have been? And I walked away from the meeting with all of my colleagues believing that they are convinced that that is correct now, too. Not, I shouldn't say now, not just because of me, but they believe that to be the case. And so I think you're going to see just straightforward dealing uh, with China. And again, we're not looking, as I've told uh, Xi Jinping myself, uh, I'm not looking for conflict. Uh, where we cooperate, we'll cooperate. Where we disagree, I'm going to state it frankly. Okay, so what did he say? We're in a contest, not with China, but with autocratic governments around the world as to whether or not democracies can compete with them in the rapidly changing 21st century. Now, he follows this with a very nice little idea of, you know, that's why we all have to come together and work together for our grandchildren, and they'll ask themselves in 15 years. Um, wow, that's a, short, that's a short window, isn't it? They're going to ask themselves in 15 years whether or not a democracy, if they did the right thing right now, if democracies survive or not. Um, but he's right. And the plan is, is not... Uh, the United States being the United States and England being England and Germany being Germany and them all working together because they choose to work together, yet they all have their own, their own uh, uh, freedom. It's not that. It's the Great Reset where the governments get together. Did you know that one of the first things he did over in um, uh, over uh, at this at this uh, G7 summit? Do you know? The first thing he did was get all of them to agree on a minimum corporate tax 
So now the world, no one will, no one will tax less than 15%. Excuse me? They're making a world where you cannot escape. It is, it is the definition of a one world government. When, when Donald Trump said, I put America first, a lot of people are like, that's crazy. That is, oh my gosh, he's Adolf Hitler. No, we, we should be in competition for the best ideas and the best uh, policies. We all should be, we should be in competition. This is a monopoly of governments. When they're all colluding with each other, they're taking your escape away. They're taking your right to say, I don't want to live that way. I want to go live someplace else. That's why the federal government is supposed to be so small, because we have 50 little laboratories going on in the United States. And you may not like Texas. Texas is very different from California, as Californians now know. And uh, and you may not like it. That's fine. Live in California. You want big government. You want a whole bunch of regulations. You want things that make you pay an arm and a leg for gasoline. Have at it. Live in California. You also get the nice weather. In Texas, you're going to get heat like you're in hell, except it's so humid I'm well, I'm not sure if if hell is humid or not. I, I've always thought of it as a dry heat, uh, but that sounds too much like Phoenix, which is lovely this time of year. Um, so, you know, but you're free in Texas. You're free. This is all about the Great Reset. By the way, up on the front page of glenbeck.com. Uh, we have a letter to Congress, how you could fight back against the Great Reset. Please go to glenbeck.com uh, and read that letter. If you agree with it, please send it to your congressmen, your senators, send it to everybody you know. I don't think they are on top of this like they should be. And maybe, maybe some of them are for it. I don't know. But I don't think you'll be for it. Uh, once you understand, truly understand what is uh, what is going on with the Great Reset. Um, by the way, I don't know if you heard Donald Trump. Did you ever think you'd miss him? I mean, seriously, I'm not talking to most conservatives. I'm I'm talking to people who are like, I just can't stand him. I just I just hate him so much for what he says. He's <laughs> just so awful. Uh, you miss him yet? You miss him? Oh, he's such a liar. Is he? Did you see what he said this weekend? Um, really, it's, have you noticed that they're now all admitting I was right about everything they lied about before the election? Hydroxychloroquine works. That story just came out this last week. We've been telling you that. Of course, we've been banned for that. Uh, we've been telling you that. Um, Donald Trump told you that really early on. Take hydroxychloroquine. It works. Uh, he said, also, the virus came from a Chinese lab. Looks like I was right on that. Hunter Biden's laptop was real, not from Russia. Lafayette Square was not cleared by me for a photo op. Uh, the Russian bounty story was fake. Uh, we did produce vaccines before the end of 2020 in record time. This one really drives me out of my mind because 
Biden is now taking credit. And he said, and I quote, we have a dark winter ahead of us. And there's not going to be a miracle, man. That would be a miracle to be able to have that vaccine. Uh, we're not going to have a miracle. And quite honestly, if there is a vaccine, I, I wouldn't take it if, if he was responsible for it. Well, now he can take it because he's claiming responsibility for something that he didn't do. Blue state lockdowns didn't work. Schools should be reopened. Critical race theory is a disaster for our schools and our country. Our southern border security program was an unprecedented success. Yep. Yep. Wait until inflation hits. Oh, you're not going to give a flying crap what he says on Twitter. You won't care at all. Because inflation is going to bankrupt so many people. And you know who will hurt first? The poor people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, I've got a great story today on BLM. What happened to the money? I'm going to tell you what happened to the money. The white liberal progressive Democrats that headed all of this stuff up and BLM Global Network, they took your money. They screwed the black man yet again, yet again. And we told you that. But did anybody listen? No, we were banned. I got a job on each of mine. Influencer operative thing. Probably working for Putin. Don't listen to him. Mm -mm. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Yes, once again, the white liberal screwed the black community. I'll give you that story coming up in just a second. Stand by. Let me tell you about Paul who wrote in about his experience with uh, American financing. Uh, He said, outstanding, outstanding. The entire process was smooth. Joseph was easy to work with and very helpful. I didn't think I could get a better rate than the one I had, which was very, very low. I kept hearing Glenn Beck yap about this. I mean, that's not very nice, Paul. I think I speak eloquently about it. Anyway, uh, he said, I kept hearing Glenn Beck talk about how great American financing is. So I made an appointment and the rest is history. We took a year off our mortgage and saved a few hundred dollars every single month on our mortgage payment. Bingo. Paul, thank you. That's exactly what I've been urging people to do. Please, you don't know how much money you can save until you call American Financing. Look at your financial system with people who work for you and not the bank. Call American Financing now at 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, or go to AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. 10 seconds, station ID. Pat Gray. Pat Gray, this is not a joke. You know what the Joint Chiefs told me the greatest threat facing (laughs) America was? This isn't a joke. No, I know. Global warming. Yeah. 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 The biggest not a physical joke. threat we face. Yeah. It's yeah. Scary. It's not a joke. This I'm not joking, man. Come on, man. This is not a joke. And you know, he said that uh you know that it wasn't a joke before he made that because I think um I think he wanted to make clear that it was uh, just a lie. 
I wasn't joking. <laughs> I was lying to you. Uh, and how can you say that? Well, because uh, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs uh, came out and said, uh, climate change does impact. Now, listen how kind this is. But the president is looking at a, at a much broader angle than I am. Uh, I'm looking at it from strictly military standpoint. And from a strictly military standpoint, I'm putting China and Russia up there. <laughs> it makes me feel better. Does it make you feel better that the Joint Chiefs, they're not crazy yet? They yes. haven't been replaced uh, and so they're not stark raving mad. Yes. You know what the biggest threat to our military, to, to the United States of America right now? It, it is plastic straws. And, <laughs> and as the Joint Chiefs, uh, Joint Chiefs uh, Chief, I mean, I'm the chairman of the Chiefs, all of them. And we're changing the name Chief because it, uh, is, it reminds us of all of the land stolen from the Indians when we say chief. And did I say Indians? I'm only saying that to show you how hateful I really am. They're indigenous people. And uh, because, I, because I just said Indians, I'm going to go out <laughs> on a privilege walk. <laughs> have, you, have you read about the privilege walk yet? Uh, I saw the headline oh, no. and uh, decided oh, not to. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Oh, Pat, you're going to love this. You are going to love the privilege walk. We'll talk about that next hour. Um, let me um, also give you this story. Um, remember AOC? Uh, she came out and she said, my aunt is so poor that she has not been able to fix her house at all since the hurricane you know whose fault that is white america white america and donald trump uh by the way uh aoc's aunt came out to say no sweetheart trump is not to blame for the lack of aid uh it's corruption uh, america sent us a bunch of money and mm -hmm. the crooked politicians might add crooked democratic uh and 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 uh and socialist politicians stole all the money so it wasn't donald trump sweetheart this is the glenn Beck program all right you ready to give your house a new look may i suggest one thing you know i've been doing some remodeling on my house and if i may um uh recommend one thing don't do it it never ends. It's a trap. Uh, the easiest way to change the uh, look of your home is with blinds.com. And you don't have to sell one of your kidneys to do it. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Um, by the way, if anybody has a kidney, I can borrow because I had to sell both of them. Blinds.com is the affordable place to begin. When you go to blinds.com, you can get high-end look without having to pay the high-end price on things like their outdoor shades, which can transform your backyard into a shady weekend oasis. It also blocks the UV rays without obstructing your view. Right now, they're offering up to 35% off everything. 
You can upgrade any room, indoors or out. Don't take my word for it. Check it out for yourself. Blinds.com. Save up to 35% off everything. Rules and restrictions may apply. Blinds.com. 35% off everything right now. Blinds.com. Get Glenn Beck, Stuber Gear, Stephen Crowder, Dave Rubin, and me, Pat Gray. Listen to all your favorite conservative voices at TheBlazeTV.com. Promo code Glenn. I just want to give everyone a trigger warning because this could go awry quickly. I want you to know that these are not my views, but the guest we have coming on had the goal to say that women have vaginas (laughs) and also men have more muscle mass than women. Wait a minute. Uh, yeah. I, uh, yeah. I just threw up in my mouth a little bit because that was so uh, I'm abhorrent. sorry. I gave you the trigger warning. Oh, it, <laughs> it is. Oh, my. Duh. <laughs> yeah. So he, uh, her name is uh, Lisa Keogh, and she goes to Aberte University in Scotland. And I read this story a few days ago, and I couldn't believe the insanity because she has been investigated, investigated by her university for two months during her final exams for her final year. Um, she's not going to graduate. She said, I don't feel comfortable going to the graduation now. Um, but they have cleared her of any wrongdoing. I think, you know what? I think Scotland is now behind America because I don't think we would have cleared her. I don't think she would have even mm-hmm. had, I don't even think she would have had a fair look-see at that. She just would have been out. Uh, we mm-hmm. have uh, we have Lisa on with us now. Lisa, welcome. Hiya. Hello. Good afternoon. Hi. Yeah, good afternoon to you. I, I, uh, I, as I was doing that monologue and thinking about you listening, I'm not sure you caught the American sarcasm there. We're actually on your side. Uh I can't believe, okay, I can't believe um, what you went through for something so obvious and, and, and scientifically accurate. Do I have the story right that those are the two things that you said that got everybody's knickers in a knot? <laughs> yeah, you've got that right. That was the two things that um, the initial investigation started off for. Um, obviously I was asked my views and I stated them and um, there was just absolute mad uproar and um, yeah that's what the investigation started over So you were in class and you said that out loud in a discussion or how did this happen and what was the initial reaction? So I was in an online class Um, the classes were online because obviously the, the coronavirus so uh-huh. At that point, I was asked to define what I thought a biological woman was. And I said, well, a biological woman to me is somebody that's born with a vagina and the ability to reproduce. And after that, I think there was just absolute madness. Everybody just took offense to, to anything I said. I mean, I could have said the sky was blue and they would have just went crazy. So, so wait, what did the, how did they refute that? That what is a biological woman? What, 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 what was their definition? Oh, they didn't give me one. 
Oh, okay. Good. <laughs> wow. Well, that's a pretty solid argument uh, from them. And then I imagine you were talking about women competing against trans men or trans women in sports. Yes, that brought you so to the muscle just, mass? Um, yeah, we had been speaking about that, and I had cited Fallon Fox, the MMA fighter, and I just put in an article and just, you know, I was like, this is why I think what I think. I think she's stronger um, than a woman who was born a woman. And at that point, the lecturer actually switched off the, the functions I could type and muted me. So I couldn't even put anything in else after that. I couldn't defend my position. I was just labeled a transphobic at that. Okay, on your next uh, answer, could you just speak a little slower? Uh, Sorry, <laughs> we're just that's all right. That's all right. We're just trying to just trying to you know make it through the uh, the accent. Uh, after all, you're the one with the accent and not me. Um, uh, so this investigation went on for two months. What was that like? What did it in- entail? It was horrific. Um, I was just constantly waiting by the the phone, waiting for emails from the university to say what the next steps were. I had to go to initial interviews. I had a dissertation to write. I had exams. I had essays due. I had a PowerPoint presentation to prepare. I had so much due with all this stress looming over me. And I think at the time, I was so conscious that this might all be for nothing. Like, I might be doing all this, and I might not get my degree at the end of it. Wow. And what did they, when they got you in, what did they ask you? What were they, I mean, how how did they deal with this? Well, I went in, and she was like, you know, you've been accused of saying something inappropriate. And I was like, well, what did I say? And she went, did you say that only women are born with vaginas? And I said, yes. And she said to me, so can you see why that's offensive? And I was like, no, no, I really can't. Um, and then again, she asked, did you say that men were physically stronger than women? And again, I said, yeah, I explained why I said it. And she was like, and can you see why that's offensive? And I was like, no, I can't. <laughs> I love you. I love you. Um, <laughs> and she didn't. Uh, she didn't accept that. Well, I asked her if she found it offensive. I was like, "Do you find this offensive?" And she was like, "Well, I can't answer." And I felt really quite sorry mm. for her because I don't think she wanted to be asking these questions either. Mm. So uh, what happened in the end? How did this come down? And the, when they cleared you, did they, did they say, yes, only women are born with vaginas and a, and a, and a natural way to reproduce? No, uh, they just said, um, the, the, no, sorry, they just said that there wasn't enough evidence to uphold the complaint against me. Uh, they tried to turn it around and say it was the tone in which I said it, but obviously... The initial complaint was that what I'd said. It wasn't about how I'd said it. I was specifically asked, did you say women are born with vaginas? Did you say that men are physically stronger than women? There was never anything about the tone in which I said it. Just, did you say that? I would, uh, I would have you give the, the speech at the commencement ceremony, but uh, you, you, was there ever an apology from anyone no, I have not had an apology from anybody at all. Um, I got the email from the university 
essentially letting me off and that is the last I heard from uni. They've never been back in touch to apologize or anything. Holy cow. So you're not going to the graduation? I don't want to go. I don't want to be in that toxic environment. I'd rather do something at home with my children. Well, good for you. So what did you what you get your degree in? What are you gonna what are you gonna do with this education? Um, initially, I wanted to do criminal law, but I, um, I, I see myself more going into human rights and children's rights now. I think this has taught me that there are people out there that don't have a voice and they need somebody to have a voice for them. So I think human rights is definitely the way forward for me now. Holy cow. How great is that? Uh, Lisa, before, before you go, can, can you just say the words, Captain, I've got to have more time. I'm not a miracle worker. Okay, uh, Captain, I've got to have more time. I'm not a miracle worker. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah, it's, it's like it's, yeah, it's like it's like Scotty's, Scotty's right us. there, right? It's like he's <laughs> right, right there on the other. Sorry, end of the it's line. an old TV yeah. show called Star Trek. It's <laughs> it's much much better than that. your Doctor Who, but uh, <laughs> um, well, uh, I, I think it's fantastic that you are going into human rights. I. I I'm sure, Lisa, you feel the same way. I can't believe how fast the world has turned upside down and inside out. It, 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 it's, it's utter madness what we're doing now. And uh, in the long run, um, you know, we'll either destroy ourselves entirely uh, and maybe 80, 90 years from now, uh, the truth will start to matter again. But in the long run, your children have a mother that they can be proud of and will speak of when uh, times when times return to the truth. Uh, I think your children are going to be able to stand up and write essays about you and say, my mother stood against the madness. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. I hope so. Lisa, thank you. God bless you. Thank you. Thanks Thank for standing. You, have me. Thank you, you bet. Bye. You bet. Bye-bye. Oh, well, I'm sorry. You didn't catch the last thing she said. What was the last thing she said? No, I'm not kidding. It's not a either. joke. I need more power. <laughs> Got I think more that's what time. She, I think that is what she said. Yeah. <laughs> the anti-matter reactors have gone into overload. <laughs> Something like that, I think, is what it was. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, if you haven't sat down on a Hustler Turf zero turn lawnmower yet, then you really haven't mowed your lawn. Hustler truly takes mowing to the next level. Pat, do you remember it might have been your grandfather? Because my grandfather had a push mower that had the little bag in the back, mm-hmm. you know, if he mm-hmm. was lucky. Uh, he had the little bag in the back, and it was just the rotating blades that you had to push. Oh, yeah. And, they, and it was a. Right? Yeah, the push mower. Do you believe? Oh, oh my gosh. No, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, no, thank you. Um, it, right now, a Hustler Turf makes it so easy and enjoyable. It is incredibly maneuverable. Uh, it's the, it turns on a dime. It'll cut your lawn mowing, mowing time in about half. I want you to check out the new 2021 Raptor series. It was built for homeowners with less than three acres. If you have more than three acres... Ooh. Uh, but if you have more than three acres, you really need a Hustler Turf and get a, maybe a, a bigger one. You know, the, the 109 inch can cut a football field in 10 minutes. 
So it's going to take a lot of time uh, and give it right back to you when you're mowing your lawn with a hustler. Find your local hustler dealer. There's a thousand of them nationwide, so there's probably one really close to you. Hustlerturf.com. AB, compare them. You won't find a better lawnmower, especially the zero-turn lawnmower. That's the one they invented back in 1960. It's hustlerturf.com. That's hustlerturf.com. The Glenn Beck Program. Hello, America. Welcome to Monday. I had a, I mean, I just had the best weekend um, ever. I, I uh, Friday night, uh, went down to uh, uh, Richard Paul Evans' house, and uh, his wife made this amazing Italian food. And so he ate and ate and ate. But the the interesting part, perhaps for you, is, uh, you know, uh, Richard Paul Evans is one of the best-selling authors of all time. And uh, he's, we did together uh, the Michael Vay series. And I should say, he did it. I I published it and, and promoted it for him. But uh, the 10th anniversary is coming up. And uh, if you are a Michael Vay fan, you thought it was over. I can tell you now it's just the beginning. Uh, and it's a it's a great series. If you haven't read it, if you haven't read it to your kids, it is it's really amazing, really an amazing thing. And the lead character uh, uh, has, uh, I think, Tourette's. Um, is it Tourette's or, or is it, he autistic? I no, it is. I think you're right. I think it I can't is remember. It's been a while. I think yeah. it is Tourette's, um, mm-hmm. but it's it's great. And we're working on some uh, some other things uh, as well that are going to be coming out from Mercury Inc. And uh, it was just a great night. If you're a fan of Richard Paul Evans or any of the stories that, that I tell, you're going to love uh, what we're working on. Um, and we'll give you details as we get a little closer, probably in September. Um, then the next day I felt like a kid. I felt like I was 15 years old going to, you know, a job interview. Um, yes, I, I can be a disc jockey. Uh, it was, it was surreal. I was so nervous. I wanted to vomit the whole time, uh, because I brought all of my artwork up to a, uh, a gallery, the first gallery that I have, uh, that I have uh, gone up and, and met with it's the it's Park City Fine Art uh, in Utah. And I mean, this is the big dog in in Park City and they sell millions of dollars worth of art and everything. And I'm I walk in and I'm supposed to meet the owner and the sales staff and unwrap all of the art that they hadn't seen before. And I walk in and it's this beautiful, beautiful fine art. And I mean, like stunning stuff. And I wanted to say, I think uh, all of my paintings burn in a terrible fire or boating accident, something like that. Um, and I unwrapped them. And each time I unwrapped one, I was watching them like, oh, are they going to hate this? And they took me on as an artist. And uh, then they priced them. Um, and I was like, really? I'm like, yeah. Uh, yeah. And I'm like, okay. No, yeah, absolutely. Uh, all of the, all of the money I'm making off of this, 
um, uh, sale of these paintings, all of it's going to go to charity. Uh, so anything that I make on, on this art is going to go to charity. Um, and, uh, but it's going to be fun. And soon, and we'll tell you here in a couple of days, I'm going to be at, uh, Park City and, um, I'm going to be there. And even if you don't buy art, I'd love to see you. Um, but, uh, so it's really cool. It was, it was weird, Pat. It was, you know, the, one of the guys who works with me, he was up there and he heard, he heard them with the price on it. And he was like, <laughs> he gave me one of those. Uh, I got Would you be interested in this, uh, painting of his? I'm like, wait a minute. Hold it. Just a second. What? Um, but, uh, so it was really, it was really cool and you're going to love them. They're really, um, they're really stunning. And it's all telling the story of lost American heroes and people that I think we need to remember and the virtues that we need to remember. Uh, you can find more information soon at uh, Park City Fine Art. And I will see you there soon as well. We'll announce maybe as early as tomorrow. Back in just a second with more. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Um, I think for the first week since uh, maybe January, I think I've lost some weight. I do. I do. Congratulations. Mainly, beca- mainly because the, uh, the barn door uh, locked on me and I couldn't get out for a few hours and there was <laughs> nothing in there to eat. Um, but uh, the other reason is built bar. Sometimes something comes, uh, comes along that completely changes everything for the better. Do you remember those Atkin bars that we used to have? Yeah. Ooh. Nasty. Oh, they were, oh, they were so nasty and we would eat them because we wanted to lose weight. But they were so nasty. Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't I haven't had a uh, a health bar ever since uh, because they taste like crap. Not built bar. They have four to six net carbs, 120 calories on average. Some of them are a little lower than that, and they taste amazing. Made with 100% real chocolate. It's builtbar.com. You're trying to you know stay in shape you're trying to lose some weight you want a healthy snack this is it builtbar.com use the promo code beck15 check out all of the flavors that they have you're going to love them builtbar.com beck15 promo code Hey, for those of you in the Pentagon, you need to have a privilege walk. That's right. Join the Navy. Join the Army. Join the Marines. Take a privilege walk. Oh, you're not going to believe what is happening in our armed forces. You Actually, you might. But there is one story you won't believe, and that is a week ago. I spoke out against Barack Obama because he was making a fuss and saying a critical race theory and people think that's a bad thing. And uh, I couldn't take it anymore because he was back with his smug attitude 
where he never listens to anyone with a differing opinion. And uh, and I took back my apology. I'm called a flip flopper now. No, I'm not a flip flopper. I have a very good reason for changing uh, my mind on this. I said back in 2008, I think the president is a racist. No, that's not exactly right. Uh, He just seems to have a deep seated hatred for white people or the white culture. What I was actually saying, but I didn't or feeling, but I didn't know at the time was critical race theory. He believes in critical race theory, which I think if you believe that uh, whites are irredeemable, that whites, all whites are racist and uh, and it's like a virus and they have to eternally pay for it. I'm sorry. I think that sounds like you're a racist. If you believe the opposite of what Dr. Martin Luther King taught, then I think you're a racist. So in my response to him last Wednesday, I said, you, your fundamental transformation is almost here. Baseball, motherhood, Chevy, and apple pie. Let's go through that. Um, baseball, unwatchable now because of critical race. Uh, let's see. Uh, motherhood. Mothers are no longer called mothers. They're now birthing people. Uh, Chevrolet, Chevrolet probably can't make anything because they're waiting for chips and parts from China because we don't make them here anymore. And I said at the time, when when are you going to wreck apple pie? Now, I've always told you that I'm really bad with timing. I'm usually good with the direction, but I'm bad with timing. This time, it's the opposite, because I didn't think they would wreck apple pie five days later. Wait until you hear the critical race theory on apple pie that has just come out. It's unbelievable. In 60 seconds. The Glenn Beck Program. So, my pillow. It's not every day somebody can come along and make a better mousetrap. I mean, when you're thinking mice, mice and mousetraps, you're like, I think we got that one down. I think we got it down. You know, just don't look into the box afterwards. I think we got it. Um, you know, when I was a kid, it would snap the mouse in half and you'd be like, hey, would you go downstairs and clean the mousetraps? No, no, Grandpa, please don't make me do that. It's a horror show down there. But uh, another thing that I thought we had down were pillows. Nope. Mike Lindell came and he changed the pillow. His my pillow is, I, I don't know how to describe it. it. It is something that I would pick up in a store and I would have never purchased because I, I just, I don't know. I have a different view on what a great pillow is supposed to feel like when you're, you know, when you're supposed to be very soft with down and everything else. This doesn't have any down in it. And I don't know what what kind of uh, warlock stuff he had to do to make this pillow. But you push you push both your fists through each end before you go to bed to fluff it up. And it stays that way. And you don't wake up trying to fluff your pillow all night. It's really amazing. So he's changed the pillow. You go work on the mousetrap, and maybe if you have a good night's sleep, you'll be able to do it. MyPillow.com. Click on the new radio listener specials. There you're going to find not only the amazing offer of his premium MyPillows for $29.98. They're usually like $70. It's a $40 savings. Kings are $5 more. 
Go to MyPillow.com. Get deep discounts on all of their products. Enter the promo code BECK or call 800-966-3117 for the great radio specials. It's 1-800-966-3117. Promo code BECK at MyPillow.com. People, 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 we have pies to bake. Raj Patel, he's a food writer and activist. So what do you want to be when you grow up? I want to write about food, and I want to be an activist. Oh, okay. Tell me what kid said that when they were growing up and their parents didn't say. You probably should have a fallback um, job that you're thinking about. I'm just saying so food writer and activist Raj Patal wrote an article for The Guardian titled Food Injustice Has Deep Roots. Now, Pat, how many times have we gone back and forth on food injustice? Oh, right? I can't even count. Oh, can't even count. Do you think the do you think the headline writers have a sense of humor? I mean, do you think do you think they wrote food injustice has deep roots <laughs> and went, I can't believe this is going to there. Wait until you see what I put as the headline of this story. And you watch these crazy people around here. They'll actually think it's great. They have no idea. I'm making fun of them. I wish it was that. Probably not. But I don't think so. <laughs> I do no. too. Food injustice has deep <clears throat> roots. Let's start with America's apple pie. Patel claims that apple pie is rooted in colonialism and slavery. Man, he's got to be fun sitting around the table, you know, at Thanksgiving or Christmas, which he probably doesn't. That's to him. That's just a a day off. That's what it is to him. Stop with your religious nonsense. Um, In the, uh, in I'm quoting him in the drama of the nationalist culture. The bloody and international origins of the apple pie are subject to a collective amnesia. Yeah, we just eat pie and apple pie because we think it's good. And we have long forgotten, stuffed somewhere deep down inside, we've repressed the memory of the blood and injustice that is baked into every (laughs) apple pie. The apple pie is as American as stolen land, wealth, and labor. And we live in the consequence of apple pie today. (laughs) Okay. (coughs) Patel then emphasizes that the apple pie and many of its ingredients aren't even from America. Shut up. You mean apple pie? Isn't 100% red, white, and blue? I could get that just in any country? I I could find it, like, in Germany? Yes. Yes, according to to Patel, yes. Now, they might call it strudel, but it's basically apple pie. Who would have known? Who would have known? Not me, I'll tell you that. There were only small, wild crab apples native to North America. Until apples, Malus Domestica. I'm glad he brought the Latin in there. You know what I mean? 
because nothing says no blood and guts than uh, Latin, the whole language and culture that brought that about. Anyway, um, he said apples were brought from England to the Jamestown settlement in 1607, preceding that. So it's before the horror show, 1607, few years away from 1619. Preceding that, the original wild species of apples, Malus severesi, whatever, uh, was originally from Central Asia. By the way, I want you to know, I'm only butchering the Latin there because I went to Princeton uh, and they've canceled all the uh, the uh, classics, uh, Latin and Greek, because minorities uh, sometimes have a hard time with Latin and Greek. And so... For justice stake, we, we want to make sure that somebody doesn't get ahead of somebody else. Oh, thank God. Anyway, in areas as modern-day uh, Kazakhstan and China, and introduced to Europe through the Silk Road trade routes, several societies were consuming apples in present-day Greece and Italy since 2000 BCE. So there, America, ha! Oh, it's as American as apple pie. 2,000 years ago, they were probably feeding it to Jesus. Apples traveled to the Western Hemisphere with Spanish colonialists in the 1500s. Yeah, by the way, you know, I find it really interesting that Mexico needs to go back to the Mexicans, not to the Aztecs, not to the indigenous people, but those who are Hispanic. Hispanic, Hispanic, Hispaniola, Hisp- Spain. They, of course, were totally fine. They were fine. I mean, it was Columbus. It was Columbus. And yes, they, they did fund Columbus. But man, can we just give Mexico back to the Mexicans? Screw those damn Aztecs. Uh, apples traveled to the Western Hemisphere with a Spanish colonialists in the 1500s in what used to be called the Colombian Exchange, but now is better understood as a vast and ongoing genocide of indigenous people. Now, he also goes into that damn Johnny Appleseed. Man, I hate that guy. Don't you? Ever since Disney made that cartoon, it's Stuck in my craw like an apple seed that I just can't get out. John Chapman, better known as Johnny Appleseed, took these markers of colonized property to the frontiers of U.S. expansion, where his trees stood as symbols that indigenous communities had been destroyed. Anybody want pie? What? Oh, my gosh. I don't think. And then he goes into sugar, uh, you know, on the crust, which is uniquely American. But it wasn't uh, the Jesuits were doing it in 1751. And uh, sugar came from the Haitian Revolution when enslaved workers seized the French colony in 1791. Wow. 1791. What else happened in 17? Oh, yeah. That's when the Bill of Rights uh, was passed 1791 and uh, I kind of cheer for the slaves that uh, 
uh, chase the French. I mean, it's not very hard, but for a slave, anything is hard because you don't have any tools. But uh, they chased him uh, out of, uh, of Haiti. But let's forget about that, shall we? And let's instead look at what that uh, that group of people have built today. I mean, it is just a beautiful, beautiful place. It is nothing like the hatred of America, I'll tell you that. You're better off. You're better off in Haiti than you are in America. Let me tell you that right now. <clears throat> okay, so we have uh, apple pie now on the hit list. Let me switch topics for just a second and um, tell you about how our troops are now segregated for privilege walks. Now, the last president that segregated uh, our troops, uh, Pat, was... Um, Woodrow oh, Wilson. Wilson. Yeah, Woodrow mm-hmm. Wilson. Yeah, love mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. Love, love him for all of the great things he did, like segregating our military. Well, the good thing is, is Joe Biden in the footsteps, little footsteps, footsteps uh, of uh, Woodrow Wilson is segregating our military again, but this time just for privilege walks. And you're going to love this one. I'll tell you about it coming up in 60 seconds. First, teamwork makes the dream work. Right? I just thought of that. Write it down. Uh, Never does that phrase uh, aptly uh, apply more than in the real estate game. Now... People, of course, have been saying teamworks makes the dreamworks. Glenn Beck, an American, says he invented that phrase, but it was used 2,000 years ago in Greece. You need somebody who has is solid and dependable and who knows all the ins and outs and the best practices and knows everybody that can help sell your house. Already has people coming to their website looking for homes. And so when yours appears, they don't have to do a lot of advertising because they do advertising all the time. Now, this is the kind of real estate agent you need, both in your area and the area you're moving into. So how do you find one? Well, I started a company with my brother, I don't even know how many years ago, realestateagentsitrust.com. My brother is the exact opposite of Hunter Biden. I'm just saying it's uh, we're actually good people and uh, we can help you. And it's free, a free service to you. Don't worry about it. Burisma is paying us real estate agents. I trust dot com. Go there now. You want to find the right real estate agent. It's real estate agents. I trust dot com. The name says it all. Ten seconds. Station ID. Uh, by the way, I want you to know I am going to get to the story about how white women uh, just want to imprison uh, black men, and that's why they're crying rape. Uh, just I'm going to bring that up. Seems like a story from, oh, I don't know, uh, the Emmett Till days, but it's definitely not. Definitely not. It's today. Pentagon whistleblowers. Yes, thank goodness we do have Pentagon whistleblowers. 
Um, these are people that have had enough. They're service members. They have gone to the inspector general uh, and they've gone to many of their congressmen to object to critical race theory indoctrination in the military, including airmen being divided by race and sex into groups for privilege walks. You know what? We're going to sit here and eat eat some cake. Uh, all you white people go out and take a privilege walk. I mean, even a privilege walk sounds like a French thing to do, doesn't it? I mean, it just sounds like the pussification of the U.S. military uh, when you're talking privilege walk. It's not like, drop down, Whitey, and give me a thousand. No, it's, you should take a privilege walk. What the hell is a privilege walk? Well, if you weren't so privileged, you'd know. Uh, so <clears throat> they have uh, the Pentagon has new anti-extremism and diversity training within the ranks. And um, uh, um, Senator Cotton has said this is a very specific kind of anti-American indoctrination that is seeping into some parts of our military. Um, he says that critics are sowing division in the ranks. <sighs> That's exactly what white people would say. They're trying to divide us. They're trying to segregate us. One Marine told us a military history training session was replaced with mandatory training on police brutality. Why would our military need to learn about police brutality? I mean, unless you're sowing them as an enemy. Uh, white privilege, systematic racism also taught. Uh, several officers are now leaving the unit. Uh, citing that training, uh, another service member said that their unit was required to read White Fragility by Robin D'Angelo, which claims white people raised in Western society are conditioned to be white supremacists. Uh, I mean, who would have a problem with that? I mean, after your privilege walk. I mean, sure, you read it, but then you take a privilege walk and you're like, wow. You know, thank you for that, Sergeant. Uh, can we just hug it out here? Because you have really opened my mind. And sure, we haven't done any training to, you know, kill the enemy. But uh, wow, thank you. I, I just, can I cry? Because I feel like I'm a shell that has just been cracked open. I see all of my privilege now. Members of the wing were ordered to separate themselves <clears throat> by race and gender. Hey, Pat, who else did that um, when you had to separate yourself mm, by uh, race from uh, by race and mm -hmm. gender uh, it involved showers of some sort? I don't know what I'm thinking about, but uh, we're hearing re we're hearing reports of plummeting morale, growing mistrust between the races and the sexes where none existed just six months ago and unexpected retirements and separations based on these trainings alone. Let me speak passionately here and beg those people who know this is wrong please do not leave the military please do not leave the military don't participate in things don't say things that you don't believe but don't leave please if you leave who's going to be left I mean, they'll all be out on privilege walks and then, you know, something will happen and they'll be like, where is people, people, people come back. 
We've got to hug it out. Somebody's just attacked us. There's cry rooms to the left, and there's counseling to the right. Oh, my gosh. Please, please don't leave. Go report things to your congressman or to the inspector general. This is the Glenn Beck Program. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. One of the things you should value most in life is peace of mind. And, you know, with the privilege walks and CRT in our own schools, I'm having a hard time coming to that peace of mind. But when you get it, it's a good feeling. One of the things that might stress you out is finances. Um, for over two decades, American Financing has been helping people just like you find financial peace of mind, helping you do whatever it is you need to do, like lowering your mortgage interest rate, paying off debt or financing a new home, guiding you through with a straightforward mortgage experience without any pressure. These people work for you not for the bank, and there's no upfront or hidden fees. American Financing, you're going to be certain that you're getting the best deal and the best service possible. Spend 10 minutes on the phone with them today and just tell them your interest rate on your mortgage. Tell them what your situation is and see if they can't help you. American Financing, 800-906-2440 or AmericanFinancing.net. Don't forget to use promo code Glenn for $10 off your subscription at blazetv.com. All right, you sick, twisted freak. Uh, let me tell you about uh, Greg Abbott. Greg Abbott is becoming the governor that we elected, and he was until COVID. I, I really like Greg Abbott and was disappointed. I don't, I, so many people like really turned on him. Mm-hmm. I didn't turn on him. I actually like him still. I'm just disappointed. I, I want Texas to lead the way. Not some chick like Christy Gnome. Um, you know, or, or Rick DeSantis. I mean, they're, they have been knocking it out of the park and, uh, and, and Governor Abbott didn't. And he kind of played the middle ground. Don't you think, Pat? Yeah, he did. And that really pissed people off. I didn't get that angry at him. I just was like you. I, I was disappointed. And now, though, it seems like he's back on track. He's found his way again. Well, it might be for a couple of things he's done. <clears throat> Here's one. Uh, this weekend, he signed into law uh, a, a new bill uh, that supports Bitcoin. He put a virtual currency under the Texas Uniform Commercial Code. Man, that's sexy. Man, who doesn't want to know more? Um, what he did was... What he did was uh, he created a master plan to expand the master plan. That's why he wanted to do it. We don't use the word master. Oh, my gosh. He did a master plan to expand the state's blockchain industry. Texas is the second state to do that. Wyoming was the first to recognize blockchain and cryptocurrency in its uniform commercial code, which governs all the commercial transactions. So now we will strengthen that at a time when the United States government is waffling. Um, 
Texas is now standing up and saying, Mm-mm, we accept uh, Bitcoin as currency in this state. Uh, and it'll be interesting to see uh, see what happens. But he's basically inviting all the blockchain people. Hey, come work here in Texas and uh, and we'll protect your business. Blockchain, I think, is going to be very, very it's either going to be very good or the bad guys will get a hold of it. And uh, blockchain will be the death of all of us. <laughs> I'm just saying it always ends with a bullet in the head. That's beautiful. Anyway, thank you. Uh, anyway, he also signed a law banning Zuckerbucks in Texas that provi- prohibits uh, private groups like the one supported by Zuckerberg from spending millions to administer elections as Zuckerberg and others did in Texas. Here's another thing he did. He is unveiling a plan to reveal uh, a... Uh, a new wall in Texas. He said, if the United States government won't do it, then Texas will. And he made this announcement to law enforcement officers and county judges and mayors during a border security summit in Del Rio last week. He said, I'll announce the plan next week. That's this week for the state of Texas to begin building a border wall in the state of Texas. Finally. Wow. Finally. I mean, he's going to be sued by the United States yeah, government. Of but of Ken Paxton always seems to win those. Our attorney general always seems to win those. By the way, have you noticed how many lawsuits the Biden administration is losing right now? No. How many? Oh, my gosh. You are not following this. Uh, first of all, the assault weapons ban in California was just overturned okay, uh, right. in a federal right. court. Um, you have the uh, thing in Wisconsin where the farmers pushed back and said, wait a minute, oh, white, yeah. black, we're right. all farmers. Yep. They just stayed that. And the judge said, this has a very good chance of winning. So, nope. You got to stop doing that. And what's amazing is um, the federal government basically said, no, we're going to do it anyway. I mean, when, when, where did this big love for, you know, our judicial system <laughs> right. uh, go, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, so he is uh, building a mm. wall at the same time DHS <laughs> has canceled Trump's office for victims of illegal immigrant crimes. So what he had set up was a hotline. If you were a victim of an illegal immigrant, you could call and it would go to ICE and they would help you on this. Well, my gosh, the Immigration Crime Engagement Office has got to go. It has got to go. So they shut it down. Well, they didn't shut it down. They just... They tweaked it a little bit. Um, they've, they've tweaked it just a little bit. Um, now, instead of reporting that you are a victim of a crime perpetrated on you by an illegal alien, um, now when you call, um, you can, um, you know, you can say, hey, I don't have really any immigration status. Uh, can I? Can you help me get a visa? Can you help me? I'm I'm an illegal alien, and can you help me? Because, 
Ooh, it's pretty hostile out there, uh, and I really need some help. So it was changed just a little bit. <laughs> I mean, wow. only 180 degrees, uh, and that's as you know, half a circle. And then halfway, they and halfway. then they wonder why do we have an immigration crisis at the border? Uh, they just yeah, keep exactly doing right. these things to invite this problem yes. to get worse, and it is getting worse every single day. So, so a border wall. They're would be doing phenomenal. this. It would be phenomenal. Um, they're doing this while um, uh, while this crisis is going on. Nobody is paying attention to the border cities, which are just being overrun. And and just the people are going to be destitute. They can't afford all of this. The ranchers, they have no idea who's on their land, what's going on. It's a really dangerous situation. Well, Laura Trump came out this weekend. Oh, my. <laughs> she advised people who live on the southern border to arm up and get guns in response to the surge of migrants that are arriving. Yeah, Laura Trump said mm-hmm. Joe Biden's border response was disgraceful. Uh, she said, I don't know what to tell the people that live at the southern border. I guess, I mean, arm up, get guns, be ready. I mean... Maybe they're going to have to start taking matters into their own hands. It should never happen. These people should never have made this dangerous journey here. Oh, my gosh. Well, of course, the the media is saying that she's inciting violence, mm-hmm. you know, by calling on right wing lunatic vigilantes to take up arms. I think she was I think what I like to call those people is uh, ranchers, Um, you know people who have had a farm there on the border for a very long time and uh no one seems to help them ever uh, i think uh i think also it's uh it, it's why you have a gun because yeah. it's your responsibility your responsibility to protect your family not to go and round them up right string them up it's it's not that It's if I'm a rancher and I have people that are constantly coming on my ranch and they're leaving garbage and trash and everything else. Am I going to shoot somebody for that? Of course not. No. But if I don't know who they are and I know some of them are not entirely innocent, I'm going to have guns to protect my family and I will shoot. I'll shoot you right in the head. Because it always ends with a bullet in the head. I'm just saying. That's always. What, uh, it's, it's a rule of some sort. I'd, I'd love to see some of these Democrats own ranches at the border where they're out there all by themselves, where it would take border agents, who knows, hours to get to them in some cases, where they've got no idea who's coming onto their property or what they're doing or if they uh, have ill intent. And see if you don't think you should arm up as well. I think you'd well hear a different tune if they had to do that. I would I would like to challenge the Austin American state statesmen, uh, the people that work there. Uh, put yourself in the shoes of one of the people that mm-hmm. lost a loved one in that shooting, uh, a mass shooting of 13 people. It was on Friday night and uh, the newspaper 
would not say and identify anything of the uh, shooter. It said police have only released a vague description of the suspect uh, shooter as of Saturday morning. And the Austin American statesman is not including the description as it is too vague at this time to be useful in identifying the shooter. And such publication could be harmful in perpetuating stereotypes. If more detailed information is released, we'll update our reporting. So here's what they said uh, at 4 a.m. after this mass shooting. uh, The Austin Police Department describes the suspect as a black male with dreadlocks wearing a black shirt and a skinny build. Now, if you weren't up at 4 a.m. to hear that press conference, gee, it would be nice to have that in the paper or to hear that on the radio the next morning. So if you happen to see a guy who is a skinny build wearing a black shirt and had dreadlocks and he was black, you might be able to say, hey, I don't know if this is the guy, but there's a guy that looks like that here. And then police could come. I mean, if. You know, if the shooter was like, he's white, I mean, really, he's albino white. Uh, He's so white and uh, white, 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 white. And he's wearing even Mr. Clean's uniform. He's wearing a white outfit with the Confederate flag on the back. Mm. I'd want to know that. Mm -hmm. I'd want to know that somebody is coming in, you know, uh, that's, you know, albino white or just white. And you can tell me that they have distinctive hair. I'm not going to shoot the guy, but I might go into the back while I get him a cup of coffee and just, hey, I just want you to know a guy who fits that description is here. Probably not the guy, um, but could be. Isn't that what we're supposed to do? Yeah. Yeah. And for the the Austin statesman. To claim that they can't give the description because it's stereotyping it. Wait, what's the stereotype you're promoting there? Are you saying that only black men uh, shoot people? Because I'm not familiar with that stereotype at all. What a bizarre statement to to say that you're not going to tell you're not going to describe the person because that fits into a stereotype. Well, that's your own See, racism. It's weird speaking. because <clears throat> I focused on the dreadlocks. Did you? I really did. When I read that description, I focused on the dreadlocks because it was just like black male. Yeah. Well, that doesn't help. That really doesn't help. But when you say black male, skinny, mm, now black male, skinny with dreadlocks. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now you've at least narrowed it down some. It would be like saying, you know, a white male, uh, really fat with a mohawk. Okay, there's probably a lot of people that might appear to be fat and white with a mohawk, but we should let the police know one of them is here in our coffee shop. What this is, this is nothing more than political correctness gone crazy Mm -hmm. and honestly crazy white people uh, trying to just... uh, you know, just to change the world because, oh, white people are so bad. And yes, I know I'm I'm a white person and I'll never forgive myself for being born as that. I mean, I had so much choice in that and I, I, sh- I chose wrong. I chose wrong. I should have been born black, but uh, I'm not. I was born I was born white and damn it, I could have done something about it. 
Um, I'll show you how good white people like that uh, are really and, and how much they're helping the black community coming up in just a couple of minutes. First, let me tell you about our sponsor this half hour. It's timeshare termination team. You know, they say you learn something new every day. Well, did you know that my tie is short for my tie me share? My tie me share, which is short for my tie me share is incredibly unaffordable. And I was barely using it before COVID, let alone during it. How can I get out? Yeah. Now I'm a doctor, so I know these things. That's Latin. Uh, and so when I hear my tie, I know that's the root is help. So anyway, um, you know, if you're not the uh, uh, proud owner of a my tie or a timeshare, you can call timeshare termination team. Now, if you have something from like Disney, call them up and they'll buy it back. Uh, if you're if you're not with a timeshare where they don't buy it back because it has no value. Well, then call Timeshare Termination Team, and they will create a step-by-step plan to get you out safely, legally, and permanently. They have an in-house legal team that will do all of the heavy lifting for you, so you don't have to. They have the industry knowledge and legal expertise that you need. They're veteran-owned. They treat their customers with the same loyalty and values the owner believed when he first started the company. Right now, Timeshare Termination Team is offering a special of 20% off for the cost of their services for all military veterans and active duty personnel and their families. Make sure to mention Glenn Beck and take advantage of the offer. Call 888-GET-YOU-OUT. That's 888-GET-YOU-OUT. Or visit them online at TimeshareTerminationTeam.com. That's Timeshare Termination nationteam.com You are listening to the Glenn Beck program. This is the Glenn Beck program. I, I will tell you I'm up in uh, I'm up in Idaho at our ranch and I have never seen a, a drought quite like this uh, that we're going through in Idaho. Please play for, pray for rain for the farmers for the animals. I mean these are poor farmers that You know, if there's no rain and there's no grass, uh, they don't have the money to feed those animals. And they have to do the best that they can. And um, just please pray for rain for our farmers uh, where the parts of country that that need the rain. Um, it's, uh, it's, It's hard on everyone hard on everyone please pray for rain for the idaho area at least this is the glenn Beck program hello america if you're on a plane and you hear the captain say uh ladies and gentlemen uh we need all able-bodied men Could you please come to the front of the plane for an emergency? What would go through your mind? I mean, I think all of us as Americans now have been trained to think, why only able-bodied men? Uh, First of all, ableist, sexist. I'm going to go up there and give that captain a piece of my mind. I'll tell you that right now. I know that's what we were all thinking. But some might have been thinking there's trouble on the plane. This is what happened 
on a Delta Airlines flight. We'll tell you about it in 60 seconds. The Glenn Beck Program. So what would you do? What would you what would what would be the one thing you would do uh, if you had a do over? Yeah, mine would be with Angela Cuevas. Uh, She was a hot senior. And uh, I think I just I think I I would have tried alcohol. I think that's what I would have tried. Um, But that, of course, would be wrong because then I'd never be able to sit on the Supreme Court. Um, would you? What would you do if you had a do-over? Go back and relive the days uh, that were great. Would you start a business that you maybe, you know, knew you had the talent to start, but you didn't and you missed it? Or just go back to the days when you weren't in pain all the time and appreciate those days a little more? That has crossed my mind. But if I told you it's possible to have a do-over for the pain, it doesn't come in the form of a time machine or even a pen and a doctor's prescription pad. It is something called relief factor, and it's not a drug. It was developed by doctors. 70% of the people who try it go on to order more because it works, because they are straight up with you. If in three weeks you try a three-week trial package, you take it three times a day, within three weeks, if you're not seeing any relief, Stop taking it and don't order anymore. Seventy percent of the people who try it go on to order more. Why would you do that? Unless it's changing your life and getting you out of pain. Relieffactor.com. Call them at 800-583-84. I got my life back. 800-583-84. It's relieffactor.com. It's Friday night. You're in the air on an Atlanta-bound flight. And somebody stands up and commandeers the public announcement system. And he talks about killing everyone. Then there's an on-flight scuffle. Then the captain immediately says, ladies and gentlemen, This is your captain. All able-bodied men, please come to the front of the plane for an emergency. You're standing there, or you're sitting there. How many people do you think get up? Five. (laughs) That's a very specific number, right? Wasn't actually. I was looking. You weren't for really a looking lot, for a number. Few, but okay. Yeah, I wasn't looking uh, for a right. number. But <laughs> let's see Sorry. if you're closest without going over. All right. Um, <laughs> Is this the Yodler uh, game where uh, I go over the top of the mountain? I just fall because I went too far. If it's only four. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Whoops, Johnny. Whoops, Johnny. Whoops, Johnny. Whoops. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like that. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the passengers said that I was sitting in my chair. I feared the worst. I prayed that God would protect my family in case I was gone. He said he and a passenger next to him bolted from their seats to help. He said, but we didn't get very far. In fact, we got nowhere near because basically every main man on the plane stepped up 
and was in wow. the aisle. Good. Isn't that great? Yeah. So it was yeah. more than five, apparently. Yeah. I, I didn't go over that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So what I win. Um, as they make uh, a sock. Oh, a sock. Wow. Nice. Okay. In the face. <laughs> as uh, they made their way to the front of the plane, uh, the flight attendant mm. said, the situation's under control. Please return to your seats. He said it was a very tense, very adrenaline-fueled moment, especially with all that testosterone that must have been pumping through. Why didn't they mm-hmm. ask the women to do it? Are they saying that women, uh, what, don't have the body mass or are somehow or another in, uh, uh, unable to aid in a situation like that? Oh, my gosh, you know there are people that are thinking that. Uh, once the plane landed, the unruly uh, passenger was taken into custody and he was taken to the hospital. Now, the reason why he was taken to the hospital is because one of the one of the uh, witnesses was actually sitting in a chair or in a seat next to him. He was an off duty uh, Delta flight attendant. And um, he said that. It was very uncomfortable just sitting next to him. He said, I could just feel something was wrong. And it might have been the fact that he was wearing a helmet, shoulder pads, and knee pads. You know, that, that might be a tip. Uh, are you a football player or just crazy? Um, which which one do you think it is? Um, and then he look, looked at him through the face mask on the football helmet and said, what's your name? And he was like, pardon me? It's like, uh, what's your name? Now, do you tell a guy wearing shoulder pads, knee pads, and a football helmet on the flight next to you that you've never met? Do you, do you tell him your name, or do you just give him a fake name? Um, I give him a fake name. Me too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I give him a fake name. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, uh, no, uh, what happened was uh, he gave him his real name, and then he took out a piece of paper and wrote it down and then handed it to the uh, stewardess. And apparently it said, Steve Johansenberg sitting next to me. He's a terrorist. Now, put yourself in the role Weird. of the stewardess. Wow. Yeah. You've, yeah. Got a, uh, you've got a guy who works for your company. And he is, you know, he's a he's a currently, you know, he's just flying from another city because I guess maybe he has just stopped, you know, on another flight. So he's flying back home, perhaps. And he works for your company and he hands you that. Do you take that seriously? I mean, yes, he works for the company, but he's also wearing a football helmet, shoulder pads and knee pads. I don't know. It's uh, it's one of those things. If I had it to do all over again, I guess I would have listened to him. Uh, but it didn't turn out to be that way. Um, then he bolted up from his chair and tried to you know, hijack the plane. He said he was going to kill everybody. Um, it, what's really nice is the guy that was sitting next to him. Listen to what he said. Passenger uh, sitting next to the man said he felt very uncomfortable, the guy, who asked a lot of very personal questions and then wanted his name and spelling. The passenger uh, 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 said that the man wrote the note, flight attendant, accusing him of being a hijacker. He said he was dressed quite oddly, wearing a helmet with elbow and knee pads. Oh, so not shoulder pads. 
Um, and uh, he said, I was hoping to sleep on that flight, but it didn't really happen because of the guy who was sitting next to me. He said, however, if anything, it really brings to light the need for more awareness on the mental health crisis that I think a lot of people are having having right now, especially aggravate, uh, aggravated by the pandemic. I don't know if I would have said that right after I stepped off that plane. Uh, you know, I don't know. I was I was contemplating the great need for, you know, how many people are suffering right now? I mean, what is this guy? He's like a priest. Uh uh, but I think it's, I mean, that's a nice way to end it because the guy clearly was disturbed. And I've been, I think, on the flight with that guy uh, before, I think. Uh, by the way, a news story out now. Uh, CNN has banned the OutKick founder, Clay Travis, from appearing on its program. Uh, and they uh, they banned him because he said on ESPN, not on CNN, he said on ESPN when he was uh, when he was asked about Charlottesville and, uh, you know, is the president a racist? He said, look, uh, you can't have the opinion that, you know, he's uh, he's racist uh, uh, or he's not. I mean, if you say he's not, he's too conservative. Um, you know, I think that's a bad move. I, I, I'm a First Amendment absolutist. The only thing I believe in completely is the First Amendment and boobs. <laughs> now, CNN has banned him, uh, yet uh, master masturbator uh, Jeffrey Tubin, uh, they not only bring back, but then they have him uh, uh, address his masturbation uh, on the air, which I in such a I fun way too, wasn't it a fun fun discussion between him and Alison Cabrera? It was it was I a beautiful was. moment of broadcasting. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. I think uh, <laughs> I don't think it was sexual harassment. Uh, you know, on Alison Camerata. I mean, I don't think she has a suit there. You know, saying here's what my no. boss asked me to do. Can you make this masturbation thing go away? Uh, <laughs> now, if I you uh, if you it, were in charge of that broadcast, would you have just let them? I mean, do you ex- stop and explain it for five minutes, or do you just move on? If you're going to hire him back, I think you just go into it, right? You don't start with a whole recap of why he was gone for seven months. I'm not. I'm not sure they handled that in the best possible way. No. <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> I thought you were asking me, you know, not if I were an executive of CNN, because if I were an executive, I'd just shut the whole thing down, fire everybody, <laughs> then hire a new staff and, and turn it back on. But, um, but uh, you know, I, I thought you were asking me if I was in Allison Camerata's uh, uh, position. Uh, I might have said yes, but then I would have made it extraordinarily uncomfortable for him. Yeah. I think I would have shown yeah. my disdain uh, just by saying, so what was turning you on in the meeting? Was it uh, the women you were speaking to on Zoom? At what point did you start to think to yourself during that meeting? Wow, hey, I really need to touch myself yeah, right I can't, now. I can't wait uh, to get to my other computer uh, because yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. on. It's yeah. on do you have I do. A, do, have you thought about that maybe you have a problem? I mean, how old are you, man? Uh, and, 
Just oh, I'm just man. saying. I'm just saying. All right, back in just a second. <clears throat> Let me tell you about Omaha Steaks. Oh. Omaha steaks are not the regular steak. They are the best steak you've ever had. They are juicy. I don't think I've ever... Is it safe to say that, Pat? Have you ever had a more tender steak than an Omaha steak? Mm, I don't think so. I don't think so. I mean, I've, I've, I've had really good steaks before, but I don't think I've ever had a steak that tender. In fact, when I took them on as clients, I was saying, I said to them, I'm only telling, I'm, I'm only going to take this if you tell me exactly what do you do to the cows to make them this tender? Because I, I raise cows and I want to know. And they just laughed and said, you think we're going to tell you, buddy? No, they said, it's actually all in the aging. The aging gets it, uh, gives it a deeper flavor and, you know, anywhere near, uh, 30 days of, of aging, it just, makes them so they are just uh cut with a spoon sort of steak how's that sarah uh it's omaha steaks right now a limited time offer it's pretty amazing go to omahasteaks.com enter the promo code back into the search bar and order dad's best grill pack for 99.99 you're going to get 28 of omaha steaks favorite entrees Four bacon-wrapped fillets, four premium boneless chicken breasts, four boneless pork chops, eight gourmet jumbo franks, plus all-time favorite, the made-from-scratch caramel apple tartlet. You're going to get the Omaha Steaks signature seasoning package and eight free filet mignon burgers. That's $99.99. Where are you going to get that? With the price of meat, you're not going to get that anywhere else even if you don't have a dad even if you have two dads even if you are so non-binary you're not even a real person anymore you're an animal you well animals may not like anyway it's an unbelievable offer at uh 59% savings right now omaha steaks not just steak it's the best steak of your life don't wait. OmahaSteaks.com. It's Dad's Best Grill Pack. Use the uh, keyword Beck in the search bar, and you will find it at OmahaSteaks.com. Uh, so have you uh, heard of uh, progressophobia? Bill Maher torched liberals and progressives for refusing to acknowledge how far America has come this last Friday night. You know, it's weird about Bill Maher, and I like this about him. You don't, he's not predictable. Yeah. Yep. Every once in you a know, while, he sometimes sounds, sounds like yeah. we do, you know, and then other yeah, times he, he sounds like a communist. Right. Very strange. It's the weirdest thing, because I think he says he's a, doesn't he say he's a libertarian? Oh, I don't know. I, I don't know how he could be. He's, he supports, oh, I don't know. I don't think he is. socialism, so I don't. I don't know, huh? Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. I know, but it's it's really it's really weird. Anyway, um, he said um, he said you're a progressophobia. You have progressophobia if you can't see how good uh, America has has become and and how good the good things that America has offered the rest of the world and how much better America is on whole. Uh, compared to the rest of the world, um, so that's your good news to mm. get you, 
to get you into uh, to get you into this. Uh, Oxfam says reporting rape cases harm black people and marginalized people. Um, a training module presented uh, through the LGBT network of the Oxfam charity blamed privileged white women for presenting themselves as victims that justified excessive punishment for minorities. What they're saying here is a white woman stood up in court and I'm such a victim. He raped me that the judge gave them a harsher sentence for that rape because she was white. Wow. Hmm. And that is and that is hurting the black rapist. You know, I don't know if you know this, but in some countries, you rape someone and they cut your wee-wee off. <laughs> Other countries, uh, <laughs> you rape someone and the woman needs, I think, two other witnesses to accuse you. And they, they, they never come because uh, the guy's got it. You know, the guy's got it. The dirtbag guys, they're, they're like, hey, you know what? This is pretty sweet. I, I mean, who knows? I might rape somebody someday, so I'll, I, I won't say anything about what you did. Uh, it's white people, I guess, that is, uh, is, is the white women is the real, is the real problem. Um, <clears throat> didn't see that one coming. Um, here's, here's a good one. Here's a good one. Um, a teacher. <clears throat> A uh, teacher at, uh, at uh, Dalton School, a school for first graders, um, decided to do a one-day workshop on porn literacy and uh, was, um, was um, teaching the first graders, uh, you know, how to masturbate Jeez. in class. Mm. Now, how do you think this story ends? How do you think this story ends? Uh, she's made queen or mayor of the town. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's usually, or they've just, uh, they've just, um, you know, said, we're going to look into this and she's not working for a few weeks. And no, uh, actually, um, uh, they fired her right away. Oh, and wow. Said, uh, you know, you need, you need to find, uh, other, uh, other jobs. And How I'm about like, that? wait a minute. Wait a minute. Do you remember the world we grew up in where once in a while a crazy story would would end the way every story ends? Uh, but back then it was just like one story at the end of the news. It would be like, and this is a little outrageous. A farmer uh, just had a cat that gave birth to 96 kittens. And you'd be like, wow, that's weird. Now... It's some teacher teaching first graders how to masturbate was actually fired. And we're all like, whoa, did she also have 96 kittens? <laughs> That's how crazy the world is. Mm -hmm. All right. Back in just a second.
is the Glenn Beck Program. Studies show that Americans are woefully underprepared for all sorts of disasters, including financial and economic ones. No one, uh, no one can tell you really how to prepare for the dollar losing its um, reserve currency status in the world. No one. We don't have any idea. Uh, We will become Mexico overnight. And it's we we don't prepare sometimes because we're optimistic. We're optimistic. And it's one of our greatest strengths as a people. But it can also get the best of us sometimes. This is not a this is such a catastrophe if it happens that you don't want to go, hmm, shoot, I should have, because what is on the other side is horrific. Less than 10% of Americans own precious metals, and even fewer of them are aware that you can own them as a hedge against insanity in your retirement accounts and IRAs. They're offering an incentive now at Goldline, self-directed IRA transaction. You can be eligible to receive 6% in free metals with qualifying self-directed IRA purchases this week. Do it now. Goldline.com, 866-GOLDLINE. Check out my show, Pack Ray Unleashed, every weekday, 7 to 9 Eastern, or anywhere you get your podcast. Hmm. So we just told you that great story, uh, great story about uh, the wellness program at a uh, school and the, the faculty and the staff, the administration, the trustees continue to stand firmly behind this program and those who teach it, just not the teacher that was teaching the first graders how to masturbate. Um, she's out. She's wow. out. But wow. hey. They're still behind this. Uh, they think it's going to be great. And we also have this, uh, this story from Bloomington, Illinois, about this mom taking on a school board because the school system is teaching inappropriate sex lessons to kids as young as oh. third grade. Yeah, listen to this. Cut six, please. And she came to your school when she procures bids for ISU with construction and came to your school and spoke to your staff for two straight days. Why did she do that? This is why she did that. This is why she did that. To make sure that when our students want to know whether or not they have a or a they have pictures from your staff to be able to help them. They don't have enough sex. They don't have enough sex they need adults to tell them how to masturbate and what i call that is so here's what i'm asking you you have a hard time hearing this from me but this is for for 10 years old and up and this bill was passed for five-year-olds and you have a hard time me sitting here telling you the words sex masturbation that's hard for you or the time's up because the time's not really up i don't believe you mr wiley that my time is up wow I'm wow. telling you, there Jeez. is, you mess with people's children. Yeah. This is where the left has overplayed their hand. Um, you're messing with people's children. And, you know, I, I saw that video last night. And as I'm watching it, I thought, you know, <clears throat> we think we're doing enough speaking out. We're not. Every single one of those people on the school board, every single one of those principals or whatever, if that's in your school, they are responsible. They, they can say, I didn't know anything about it. Well, you're responsible. Mm-hmm. 
I'm giving my children to you, and you're telling me that they're in a safe place. Now, I know that you didn't know a shooter might come in. You know, I know you think that it could, but I know you don't know when it's going to happen. This one is happening all over the country, and you didn't know that it was being taught? Taught in your school? You're fired. Everybody needs, you need to speak out, but run for school board. You have this yes. at all in your schools, and I don't believe, I don't believe it's not in all of our schools. I'm sorry, I don't. It's too prevalent everywhere. There is, there is a germ of it in all of our schools. And it's got to be stopped. And the only way to do it is run for school board, which is exactly what happened. Less. Exactly what happened here in Southlake, where the parents were fed oh, up yeah. with critical race theory and they weren't going to take it. And they couldn't get they weren't taken seriously by the school board. So they got together with some uh, some of the parents in the district. And th- I think three of them ran for school board. They all won. They all defeated all the school did. board that was there. But that's. Right, but not every member of the school board. I think I think they got three seats on the school board. I yeah. don't know how many school board members there are, um, and so some of the old guard is still there. You got to get them all out, Have to. unless they were fighting it the whole time and on record fighting mm-hmm. it. They've all got to go. Uh, let me give you this. This is Loudoun County. I mean, Americans are standing up against this. This is an eighth grader. In Loudoun County, which is, I think, one of the one of the biggest offenders, uh, not of critical race theory and all of this crazy stuff. They're bad. But I think these are the biggest uh, offenders of I'm better than you. I know more than you as a parent knows. And they are they are hostile to the parents. Here's an eighth grader. Standing up, listen. Two years ago, I was told policy 1040 was just an umbrella philosophy, and you weren't going to allow boys into the girls' locker rooms. But here you are doing just that. Everyone knows what a boy is, even you. Your proposed policies are dangerous and rooted in sexism. When woke kids asked me if I was a lesbian or a trans boy because I cut my hair short, it should tell you these modern identities are superficial. My guidance counselor's response to my concerns about bathroom privacy and safety was, well, there are stalls in the bathrooms. Now boys are reading erotica in the classrooms next to girls, and you want to give them access to girls' locker rooms, and you want to force girls to call those boys she. You do this in the name of inclusivity while ignoring the girls who will pay the price. Your policies choose boys' wants over girls' needs. How do you not listen to that? I mean, this has never been done before. It's never been done before, at least, you know, outside of biblical days. This has not been done by societies. We have no idea the effects of our children. But I got to tell you, I'm I was a boy at one point. And if I could have been in the shower room while they were showering, I probably would have been there, but I wouldn't have wanted to be naked for a very obvious reason. Uh, I mean, this is insane. This is really insane. The the now, lack of concern count- for girls. Go ahead. Is the lack of concern for a 14-year-old girl like that who's begging them, who's pleading 
uh, please don't don't do this to us. They don't they don't care about her safety at all. What has happened to women's rights? They're completely gone There's, now. No, they're not. They're not completely gone. They're just been collectivized. So this little girl, okay, so what? She's uncomfortable, or maybe she's raped. Well, take one for the team, because it's good for the collective. This is what's happening. You are losing your individual right. The, The left keeps their individual right to be offended by anything and everything. But if you disagree with them... You don't have a right. You don't have a right. You're part of the problem. You can't be offended by this. You just don't know. You're a bigot. You're a white person. You're whatever. Here's the same county. Here is a coach addressing the same school board. My name is Tanner Cross, and I'm speaking out of love for those who suffer with gender dysphoria. 60 Minutes this past Sunday interviewed over 30 young people who transitioned, but they felt led astray because lack of pushback or how easy it was to make physical changes to their bodies in just three months. They are now detransitioning. It's not my intention to hurt anyone, but there are certain truths that we must face when ready. We condemn school policies like 8040 and 8035 because it will damage children, defile the holy image of God. I love all of my students, but I will never lie to them regardless of the consequences. I'm a teacher, but I serve God first, and I will not affirm that a biological boy can be a girl and vice versa, because it's against my religion, it's lying to a child, it's abuse to a child, and it's sinning against our God. Hmm. I'll tell you, I, I, uh, I, I, I was working the tractor, uh, what, Friday, and I'm moving all of this dirt uh that we have to move get the rocks out and moving dirt and yada yada and uh so you know when you're in the tractor you have lots of time to think and uh i was thinking about all this and i thought i want to find some people that are really really good have experience at this i want to find somebody that will help write a musical mocking all of this stuff I mean, in the way that Mel Brooks did with Springtime for Hitler and the producers. I mean, I think a musical like that needs to happen. Uh, And it will never go on Broadway, but uh, boy, it would make a stir. And we could find enough really talented people to be in it. And I'll put the money up for it. I I just think we need to, through a very funny musical mock the crap out of this because it's so ripe for mocking the one thing that hasn't happened if if we were living in the real world not some quasi socialist totalitarian state saturday night live and all of the best comedians would be mocking this like there was Mm. no tomorrow yeah. And the way to destroy things is to mock it. It is a very, very powerful tool. Uh, and I think it would spread across the country like a wildfire. C- uh, contact me. Contact me. Uh, 
if if you have real experience i'm i'm not looking for just anybody i i would want people that have real experience in doing this in the past and have experience in comedy writing uh and i've already i know a composer that can would love to do this um so just let me know cuz I, I i think we have to do it somebody has got to mock this because it's insane and I'm not going down the insane trail with them, so might mm-hmm. as well laugh about it. This coach, by the way, uh, was suspended, and a judge intervened and and reinstalled him in his job. So there's a couple of things that have happened here that seem like, okay, maybe we're still in this fight because usually uh, judges decide on the part of the of the insane. And and make sure that the guy stays fired. But in his case, he was reinstated. So, there so is some I hope. think this is all you, you have. There is hope. But you remember, this is all going to be um, collectivized. And they're going to take all these decisions and say, yep, that's why we need, you know, new Supreme Court. That's why we need mm-hmm. to change these judges, because look at how insane. And at that point, if America doesn't rise up. It will be over. Uh, but you're right. For the first time, uh, uh, enough judges mm-hmm. are willing to stand up and say, not in this courtroom, not in this courtroom. And thank God for those brave men and women. Back in uh, just a minute. First, I want to talk to you a little bit about uh, LifeLock. The White House has issued alerts against increased ransomware attacks. Really? Uh, now, I assume what that means is, hey, you should be alert and, you know, save up your money because that's a private matter and you're on your own. And the White House recommends that maybe you just pay the ransom. They're urging now all organizations to take critical steps to protect their business and individuals, uh, you know, and uh, and don't call us. We'll call you. Fortunately, there is LifeLock. It is really important to understand what is going on uh, in the world. We are under attack. I mean, Vladimir Putin knows all about it. He said two or three years ago, the West doesn't understand. We're already in the next world war, and it's being fought with ones and zeros. He knows exactly what he's talking about. No one can prevent all of this stuff from happen uh, happening. But for you and me, the best group of people that you can align yourself with is lifelock they are the people that i think invented this category when uh, you know the rest of us boobs were joking about it going really you want my social security number what are you going to do with that uh no not anymore not anymore lifelock the best in the business use the promo code back and you'll get their better than black friday sale well you will save 25 percent off your first year at lifelock.com remember promo code back the sale is only seven days so hurry lifelock.com it ends june 13th promo code back at lifelock.com 888-727-BECK. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Pat, I don't know if you've seen the uh, the auction, or not the auction, but the um, uh, petition that's going around. Uh, it's gathering more and more signatures every day for Jeff Bezos to buy the Mona Lisa and then eat it. 
apparently yeah, that's a, a weird thing. In, yeah, I don't. I'm not sure <laughs> yeah. what that's about. I don't um, think he's going to do it. I don't uh, think so either. But no. You know. But what he is going to do is uh, he's he's going to be aboard his first manned flight, which is coming up on July 20th, the the 52nd anniversary of the moonwalk. And so he's go, he's already said he's going. So is his brother. And then there's a third seat that they auctioned off, and the bidding started at four point eight million dollars. It wound up. Oh my gosh! The guy paid twenty eight million for the seat on the flight. You've got to be kidding! Twenty eight million dollars to go. If on the it was offered to you for free mm-hmm. by Jeff Bezos, he called you up and he was like, "Hey, Pat, I just want to <laughs> tell you, I've been listening to you for a long time. Uh-huh. Love everything you do. Right? Uh, come on, come on the space flight with me. Would you do it?" Uh, not this one. No, I don't think so. I don't. Yeah, think so. I don't think I'd do the first one. I'd no. fly with Elon Musk. Yeah, you know, because I've seen. You know, uh, you still have a chance of blowing up on the launch pad, but um, you know, he seemed to get past that. <laughs> I don't know if they actually have, but he s- seems to have gotten past that point. Right, and NASA uh, has confidence I, in him. You know, because they've teamed with him. Yeah. They haven't teamed with Jeff yeah. Bezos. Yeah. So that makes me right. a little nervous. I, I'd yeah, love. Yeah, me too. Love to go into space. And I guess they're going 340,000 feet in the air, whatever that is in miles. And and then they're going to uh, unstrap themselves and float weightless around for five or six minutes. And then they're coming right back. That's a pretty expensive. Uh, yeah, now, now orbit. wait. $28 million to be able to vomit all over Jeff Bezos. Now, that might be worth it. <laughs> that might be worth all $28 million. I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not sure, but sounds pretty good. All right. <clears throat> Thank you uh, for listening. <clears throat> we'll be back tomorrow. We missed a ton of really important stuff today. Uh, we tried to get to all of it, but if you missed any of today's show, it was a great show. Uh, go and listen to it on podcast wherever you get your podcast or subscribe to Blaze TV at blazetv.com slash Glenn. So use the promo code Glenn, save 10%. But listen to today's podcast if you missed any of today's show. This is the Glenn Beck Program.